Do you spend all of your time building and maintaining your business so that you achieve the success you envision? Do you feel frustrated, unfulfilled, and have a loss or disconnect from your creative flow? Are you a conscious leader that is ready for change when it comes to society's views on money, wealth, relationships, and what prosperity truly means? If so, you are in the right place. Welcome to the Provoking Prosperity Podcast. I am your host, Miranda Mitchell. I am a 2-4 manager who is here to empower and equip you to step out of the box of social norms, guide you into using your voice for inspiration and impact, and support you in finding what prosperity means for you so that you have the business and life that fulfills you. So grab that cup of coffee, get comfy, and get ready to hear the heartwarming and heart-wrenching personal stories, all things human design and jinkies, plus tangible practices that you can implement right now for your personal and business growth. Hello, beautiful souls. It is Miranda here with my beautiful guest, Christina Wise. We're going to dive in all things money. So I am so excited about this podcast because this is something I've worked on myself and continue and will continue forever. So thank you for being here. My pleasure. I'm excited for today's conversation. Me too. I'm so grateful that you're here. Thank you so much. Um, I want to just dive right into... A story. Um, this podcast really is about provoking prosperity and society and social norms and the way that we believe, and also about the stories of why we shifted our perspectives and where we are now. So I would love if you wouldn't mind sharing your story on how you got to be where you're at today doing what you're doing. Oh gosh. You know, I love the word prosperity. So I, I think it's uh that word can have a lot of meaning and just the fact that you said it is very apropos. I mean, everybody has their money story. So my money story is, and it's something I even ask people to do. It's like, tell me your money story. Like really think of your whole life just through the lens of money and, and how would it look and what would it say? But mine is I started off in a trailer home. So it was those conditions, as you can imagine. And you know, early when you're super young, you don't know any different. But when you get a little bit older, what I began to realize is that I was excluded because I was from the other on the other side of the tracks and we didn't have anything. And you know, you're kind of labeled as the poor kids. And and so that's that's kind of the the hardship of that. The good side that came out of that on, you know, that worked at that period of time is I became very motivated by money. So I realized early on is like, if you have money, you can be included. If you have money, you can buy things that make you make people think certain things about you. So I was very creative from a young age and figured out ways to make money. And then all of a sudden I could buy the Jordache jeans. I could buy the Ray-Ban sunglasses. I could, I could buy the, the polo shirt and lo and behold, like all of a sudden I'd be, I was included. I was one of the cool kids. So Kind of the, the good side of that story is that it taught me that with creativity, I could earn, I could earn to fit in, right? I could earn enough to fit in. And there were all creative ways to make money. Like money became like, it's a mindset for me, money became very easy to make. It was just easy. And so kind of a little sidebar, when I teach money, I find people that they find, they kind of find, wind up in these three categories. There's a mindset there that money's easy. It's easy or hard to make. And a lot of people, it's just they have money struggles their whole life because they just can't make enough money. And it comes from some mindset or story that money's hard, money's difficult, money's a struggle, money requires 
super hard work or I'm not smart enough, but it's that inability to make money. Well, I didn't have that one just because my upbringing created the conditions where I was able to, to make it. So that's where that began. Then, you know, fast forward after putting myself through college and all of that, I found myself in real estate. And the thing about real estate is I worked really hard. I was very motivated by money still. And, you know, I had student loans to pay off, like all the things. But I ended up getting into a career kind of accidentally, actually, but there was no limit to income. And again, motivated by money, hardworking, fairly smart, ambitious, all the things. So I was able to make a lot of money. And it was more money than I even knew was possible to make, you know, based on where I came from. So what was great about, I mean, it was great because I got to experience money, but what does a poor kid do that gets to wins a lottery, basically a lottery of money? Well, you buy a lifestyle that you couldn't afford as a kid is pretty much what you did. But anyway, money seemed to be working until, you know, I was married. Then I had a couple of little babies and I was working hard and making a lot of money. And that seemed to be working until the day that it didn't work anymore. And I kind of just woke up one day, divorced, single mother of two, and realized I didn't have any money. And even though I made all that money, I found myself in a situation where it's kind of a couple hundred thousand dollars of debt and tax liens. I couldn't, I couldn't afford to turn on, you know, to put down the deposit on the utility bill. And the only thing that got us through was the colleagues at work were able to pitch in and paid our utility bills, filled the fridge, bought over furniture and blankets and towels and soap and And that was awesome because, you know, they saved us. On the other hand, I was so ashamed. This was, I was somebody that was like top in her city for sales, top in her company. Yet I'm in a situation where I cannot turn on the light bells. And I, you know, and so I'm just embarrassed. I have to take handouts and, you know, I'm so afraid of what people would think. And, you know, it was a terrible, terrible kind of, you know, existential moment, um, And so it was just at that time, you know, when I got out of my pity party and kind of woke up one day and said, well, nobody can get me out of the situation, but me, I realized, like, I asked this question, like, how the hell did I make all that money, you know, hundreds of thousand dollars per year, you know, 20 years ago, which was a lot of money now, but it's even a lot more money then. How did I make that much money and and be in this situation where not only I'm dead broke, but I'm way in debt and I cannot pay to turn the electricity bill on. Like, how is that even possible? And it just, it it plagued me. Like it wasn't an obvious answer. And so it was at that moment that I just made it my kind of personal mission to never find myself in that situation again, but more importantly, to learn money. And I told myself if there's, if there's, you know, a rule book to the money game, I'm going to learn it. And I was very dedicated to do that. So that's what I did. I mean, um, I spent, my kind of private life studying money and getting really good at it. And that kind of fast forward where we are today, but I never thought I would teach money. I never, if I had a crystal ball or human design that said, you know, Hey, on such and such date, you're going to, you know, um, leave your, your career and your business and walk away from that and start, you know, teaching and coaching on this thing called money. I've been said, that is the silliest thing I've ever heard, but here I am. And that came out of, um, running big business, being a very successful entrepreneur and business owner, a lot of fame, um, a lot of credentials, a lot of notoriety in the real estate industry. But um, I got really sick. And then what happened in that moment is I couldn't work anymore. And my business, what happened to my business when my body broke down, my business broke down too. 
And what happened with that from a money story standpoint is that because, you know, publicly people knew me for my identity in business and entrepreneur, and I could have been the, you know, the entrepreneur rags to riches success story. But privately, nobody knew that I was growing my wealth. Nobody could see my money privately because net worth and wealth is private. Riches and buying things and fancy this and that, like riches are very public. So what happened is that what saved my life was that I I had money. I had a lot, a lot of cash. I had a lot of assets that I'd been you know growing and building over time while you know my public business was doing so well. And you know coming out of that experience, but my business broke down. My income broke down, but it was just because I had income from some real estate and I had some assets I could sell. And like I said, I had some cash. We're able to save my life. And when I was going through that that kind of that healing journey, that sickness journey, if you will, what I also realized is I didn't care about the fame. I didn't care about the fortune. I didn't care about my success. All I wanted was my health back. And I wanted time because I was regretful that I'd spent so much time chasing the money, even though I started to accumulate a decent amount of it. So coming out of all that experience, I just learned through that whole money story journey. I It was because I studied money and got really good at it that I was, I'm still here, but there's so much more than money than, than meets the eye. So coming out of that experience, I actually just had a little wager with, you know, mother universe and said, Hey, if you give me a second chance, I think I've learned some lessons here and I'd love to teach what I've learned to those that will listen and kind of voila, we sit here today and, you know, my passion and life and my purpose from a professional standpoint is to teach people this money thing with an understanding that there's just so much more to this than meets the eye. Mm, like there's so much there. I, I wrote down all these notes and I still don't, I'm like, oh my gosh, that's so, so good. So what is coming up for me to ask then is you said it's your passion. Now you've learned about money and that's, I feel like a lot of people have not taken that time to really learn about how to put money or have money in different areas so that they don't have to show up all the time. Just like you said, you know, it's usually, it's kind of like, dollar for hour, but it's more like me. You have to be there in front. Otherwise you make no money, right? So when you think about money, what is the feeling of money? Yeah, for me, and you know, it's a great question. That's what I love to ask others. I mean, I love money. I wrote a book and it's called Falling um, Falling for Money. It's a romance novel for your bank account. And really with that that narrative or that uh, uh, that message in the book is we want to get to the place where we just have a really beautiful relationship with our money. When we say the word money, it's a really good feeling. And not just like, I have a lot of it, I want to spend it, but just, you know, when you're in love and it just feels so good, it's, it's, not, it's not the crazy, you know, love where it's very volatile and up and down and, you know, that type of thing, but just, just solid content love that's just just secure and safe and, and real. And it's there. And, and you just, it just makes you smile, you know, and you just have a really great relationship and you get to say great things about him or her and, and get to brag, you know, just about them. And, you know, just that feeling that's what we want with money where it's, it's a partner with us that way that it's just, we have that relationship where, yeah, we're really happy. Money's really good in a place where money is safe. It's secure. 
we're confident with it. You know, um, we know it's working. We know if we get off track, we have tools or things we can do to get back on track because, you know, everybody gets on track, off track in all categories of life. So, yeah, I just, I, I love money and I just love money for what it is and what it can do and what it provides and, and, you know, what it, what it does for communities and everything else. You know, the thing about money too is money is such a great servant that it depends who it's in the hands of. And, you know, a lot of people have mindsets, like if I had, you know, so many people have money or greedy or this or that. So that means if I had money, I might be greedy or this or that. The thing is money in the hands of greedy people, it's going to be greed, but money in the hands of great people, it can do great things. So it's just, it's a servant to that person that's behind the money. And that's why I want to help people that have mindsets or beliefs or stories that, that are kind of attached to what we heard growing up or whatever the case is that says otherwise. It's like, no, we need more money in the hands of good people. But the thing with money is if it may be in your hands one day, but it's out of your hands the next day, if you don't know how it operates. So it has very specific rules and laws. And if you don't know them, it will just disappear and the money will leave your hands and it will wind up in the hands of others. And many times it winds up in the other hands of others that are greedy, that are really good at understanding how money to pull money from one hand to another hand, because they do understand its laws with bad intentions. So good people with good intentions, it's really important to learn money so that we can keep money and place money and do good things with it that we can't when we're, when we don't have the money to do so. Mm -hmm. I love that. And I wanted to ask you because what's, what the feeling, I'm a huge feeling person. It feels when you speak about money, it's more uh, tangible. Like you're consciously making intentional choices. It's like a yes. And yes, I'm trusting the flow of the universe, but I'm also setting this in place because I can't just trust in that hundred percent of the time. So I'm wondering what do you feel or how do you feel about a lot of the people that just talk about manifestation and not having the tangible things set in place? I love, love, love that question. And again, some of the just uh, the truths about money, if you will, is the reason the reason it, it's it's can be complicated because there's so many ways to talk about it, and some of it's nebulous, and some of it's you know more real. And anyway, it can just be very complicated when we don't understand kind of its its basic foundation. But yeah, the problem, the thing is, is that. Like everywhere in the universe, it's like, yeah, money is amazing because it is, it can be an energy and we want it, we want it to be an energy, but the way we attract it and that that's more, that's more metaphysical. Does money have a metaphysical piece? Absolutely. Because it's energetic. And so when we're in vibrate, when we're in high vibration and when we, when we, you know, when we live in a state of gratitude, when we live in a state of abundance, when we live in a state of love, when we're, when we live in a state of confidence, a loving, kind, compassionate confidence, and when we know our value in the world because we've done our work and we know why we're here and we're that value, that actually resonates out, and yeah, it 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 comes back in. So as part of we don't have to worry about money in a way when we live in this frequency and we're very intentional about calling in the money, right? So the manifestation, the the metaphysical manifestation piece has to be very clear. The universe needs clarity. 
So many times it's vague, like, hey, I want a lot of money or I want this or that. It's like, no, we have to call in exactly what we want. And that's one of the rules. And then we have to believe it with high frequency and with the with our practices around the manifestation piece, it's a practice, it's an action. It's not like, hey, I'm just going to talk about manifesting, but it's still very metaphysical. But we have to live in that state and believe in that state and call in with clarity what we're calling in for ourselves without being attached to it. So we can't be waiting. Well, it hasn't happened yet. It hasn't happened yet. This must not work. Like I needed the money last month and I still don't have it. It doesn't work that way. I mean, we can ask is with with as much specificity as possible dates and times but again it's just it's just trusting the universe and lit but you have to live in that state and, and and be in that frequency because that's where the money lives and that type of money lives is in that frequency so that's the there's practical pieces even to that manifestation piece but the thing about money is we can even manifest a lot of money in but that doesn't mean that we have a lot of money so an example of that, let's just say I was a great manister, manifester and I manifested this hundreds of thousands of years because I called in all these sales and I manifest and do all that thing. I still wound up dead broke. I still wound up in a situation where I couldn't pay my bills. That's because money has these, there's the practical side of money also. So you have to know what to do with the money and there's a responsibility to that. So a part of that, you know, I wonder even if from, you know, the universal standpoint, if the universe doesn't know, like, hey, she not only is she, you know, you know, we want to, however the universe works, is give what this frequency is or make that very available. But two, we want to um, be generous to the person who's responsible with the money. So there's a responsibility to it there, which is kind of knowledge based. Money's practical. So we can, we can say, be a great manifester and win the lottery tomorrow. Like that's like, Hey, called in these numbers, did the lottery. And all of a sudden $5 million just dropped in my bank account. That's a really powerful manifester. But if we look at statistics, 90% of people that win the lottery are broke within three years of winning the lottery because they don't understand money. So that's the practical piece you know, statistics like NBA players and NFL players, the, you know, 60 to 70, 80%, kind of depending what, you know, professional affiliation they're in, are broke within, you know, they're filing bankruptcy or really broke within like five to six years of, of retirement. You know, and they're making millions and millions and millions of dollars. So it's just to understand that we think that we're the exception. If it's just about manifestation, then, you know, it's, we've got it all figured out. But no, there's more, again, there's more than meet the eye. So it's not just about manifesting, but it's about the practical application, our, our behaviors, our mindsets, our beliefs, but our practical, um, our habits and just the practical um, actions or behaviors we have our, with our money on a regular basis. So to keep money is different than manifesting money. So we may or may not have a manifesting problem, but keeping money you can lose all your money and not have money, even if you're the best manifester in the world, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Mm -hmm. And it seems like there was a point in your life too, that you were bringing all that money and then all of a sudden everything came to a halt, right? So when you think back at that part in your life, what was the biggest shift as far as, first of all, do you believe that that was a gift that that happened for you? 
And if you do, what was the shift or what was the realization that you had about yourself previously that you were not aligned with or you weren't aware of? Yeah, well, there's a lot of, oh my goodness, there's so many things I wasn't aware of because um, I was just really in the entrepreneurial, go get it, hustle, you know, you know, go till you drop type narrative, I guess, if you will. But, you know, I, I started with this saying like there's, kind of, I've kind of found through my work now that that most most people I talk to fit in one of these three categories. And like I said, one is mean they just can't make enough money, can't manifest enough, just uh, whatever that is. And that's that's kind of one money problem to fix is some mindset, some manifestation, whatever you want to call it. The second one is, like I said, is what I call the lottery winner, meaning make big incomes, make a lot of money, a lot of money finds their place in the bank account, but they find themselves in a financial crisis like I did. So I would have been in that second that second bucket. The interesting thing is, is I I fixed that that bucket and then I moved into the third bucket. And the third bucket happens is when you have money but you're so terrified of losing it that you're either chasing more of it all the time out of the fear of loss, or you never spend it or enjoy it or know what to do with it and just kind of hoard it and do different things because of that fear of loss. So again, there's kind of fear in each one of those categories. And that's what I found myself then, even though I thought I was doing so much better and I was on a more practical, like net worth wealth creation front, but as far as fulfillment and meaning and satisfaction and living in a and a feeling of abundance because where I was, when I hit that third category, if other people looked at my bank account, they'd say that's a lot of money, but I didn't feel abundant. I always felt like there was never enough. I'd never, no matter how much there was, I felt like, and so what I do, I had to go hustle more. I had to go work harder. I had to do whatever I did. So there was no ever real, you think that the more money you make, you're going to feel better, but no, if we don't kind of fix our money story and our money mindset and understanding it doesn't matter how much money you have, you never feel any different. There's still never enough. So we want to get to that place of even asking the question, how much money is enough? What is a good life? What is the meaning of my life? What is my purpose? That's very philosophical. And then what, where does money play a part in that? And how much money is enough to fund this life that's really important to me because I've already specified why I'm here and how I want to live when I'm here. And this is enough. So if I have this much and I can live this way and then I'm going to live this way, Money now is very satisfactory and we can quit chasing it. We, it can just be about, it can just be part of our life. Like, you know, working out and enjoying, enjoying, feeling great and having a lot of energy and, you know, you know, the other things that we do that, that make us feel really good about ourselves and our life. Mm. Yeah. And I love that too, as far as it's the, yes, I still love the yes. And, you know, it's yes, you can manifest and all that. And you have to have the the practical things in place to support you. So that goes into more about what do you do? So we would love to hear um, who you work with, what you do, what you support them in, any and everything that you bring to the world. Well, you know, the the role that I, I believe I serve as an educator. So I teach money and I, I, I teach it differently through this whole life experience that I've had. So, but I, I teach wealth and how to, how to build wealth and how to really build financial freedom according to a meaningful life that we design for ourselves through lifestyle architecture. So it's not just about the money. It's not about the money really at all. It's about a good life, a meaningful life. 
quantifying how much does it cost to live it and then creating a plan and a strategy for how we're going to, if how much money is enough and how we're going to, you know, make our money, grow our money and enjoy and spend our money according to what we say is this good life organized around. There's going to be a day that I want to be financially free and we can back into all these numbers, but the thing that we don't understand about money and why it's just so confusing, no matter hard we how hard we work, we just don't seem to be going anywhere and just kind of going in circles. It's again because money is knowledge based. It's it's a it's a it it has it has language. It's distinctions, and so what we are because since money's not taught, it's a skill, you know. And so because we're not taught the skill of money, we never develop a skill of money, which means you know, over 80% of Americans never get anywhere close to having any type of financial freedom or wealth. Most Americans are month to month, regardless of how much money they make on a month to month basis. And that's because we don't understand money. So most all of us were ignorant and just illiterate when it comes to money and wealth and how it works. So that's what I do is I teach, I teach everything we need to know about money so that we can build wealth and build those millions that ultimately will provide financial freedom and financial real abundance, safety and security, so that we can just live happier and healthier in our life because financial anxiety and tension and conflict is really prevalent. You know, I talk to people every day as part of my work and every day what I hear is, yeah, you know, my business is great or, you know, wow, we live in the house that everybody looking at us thinks we've got it all figured out, but behind closed doors, money is really messy you know, and I have a lot of anxiety about that. So, you know, again, just all these conversations, it's just that we kind of live with this constant anxiety about money and we don't have to live that way. So that's what I do. I teach through um, education and programs and, and coaching. I teach people everything they need to know about money and get to know their numbers and have clarity so that we can have more confidence and feel more empowered around the subject for the sake of living a better life. Mm. And helping people do that, because I know that you've had this struggle, right? You've had a lot and then you didn't and all you had to figure it out. You had to learn all by yourself. So now that you actually have the opportunity to help others in this, what what is how does that make you feel? And what does that give you as far as your life purpose? How does how does that fulfill you? Yeah, you know, I love your questions. There's there's such uh, different questions that I normally get answered. And you know, so how my how my school works, it's it's like a I call it a money mastery school. And people go through as a class and it's 12 weeks, and we take everybody through 12 weeks, everything they need to know about money, week over week, and you know, we kind of build all this together. So at the end of the 12 weeks, so we'd have a graduation for all the students to go through and, you know, we do little certificates and do caps and it's really fun experience. Um, you know, it's all virtual. We have Zoom with the little, you know, the little caps on you that put on your head virtually. The um, But we do all that. And then we have everybody go around the room just to kind of say their aha or like what, how this really changed their life. You know, and and I do these classes twice per year. So twice per year, I get to hear this. And it's just person after person after person that says, oh, my God, Christina, this changed our life. Oh, my God, I can't imagine where I'd be if I didn't do this work. Oh, my goodness, this saved our marriage. Oh, and it's just like one after one. And I mean, I'm just sitting there receiving that thinking every time running a business is hard, as we know, doing all the things, all the effort, all this stuff. But every one of those graduation comes around and hearing that over and over and over again and just knowing all these lives are changed. 
every time I think to myself, this is why I do this work. This is why I do this work. I was put on the planet to do this work, to get people from where they were to this new place that absolutely positively changes their life. So yeah, um, I'm very convinced. You couldn't convince me otherwise that all of my life experience and everything I went through and ups and downs, like you said, was for the purpose to, to have the knowledge and the experience to do exactly this that I'm meant to do right now. This is why I was put on the planet. Yeah, I love that you just said that because that was in my mind. Every single thing that you've gone through has brought you here so that you can help others do that because money is a huge, huge topic. It's a, everyone, a lot of people really struggle. So this is very powerful in making a huge impact in the world, honestly. When you read my human design, you're going to see that I, I learn through experience and then I teach. So it's it's funny. I mean, I didn't, until working with you, I'd never had my human design done before. And then it's like, holy cow, like that's, that's like just me to a T. Like I had to learn and go through all these hardships to become kind of the, and figure it out and decode everything. And then it's like, I've got it figured out. Now let me go, you know, help others, you know, do it, avoid my mistakes and, and do it the right way from the get-go. Yes. I love that. And it's like, you do the work. And then you get to support others so they don't have to go through all the stuff, which is such a huge, huge gift. So I love that you brought that up because we will be going into the human design in the next session. But before then, I just wanted to invite anybody that anybody that is struggling or have questions about money, wants to know about money, wants to have a friendship with their money, wants to have more money or a love affair with money please go check out Christina's website. Go, I'll have all the information. And um, I just appreciate so much everything that you brought. This is, it's a huge topic. So I truly appreciate you being here. Thank you so much. You're welcome. And I really just one final word is I really encourage women to want to become financially empowered, to want to learn money, to do the work and to get that competent confidence and competence, but to really learn this. And money's not hard. It's really easy to learn. It's just, we don't know what we don't know. And we have fear that's keeping us from, from learning this kind of really easy subject at the end of the day. It sounds big. It is nebulous. It's all these things that that kind of the word out there keeps it feeling like it's complicated and we're not, you know, money's for those accountants or CPAs or, or those people. But no, every one of us can have wealth. Every one of us can build financial freedom. Every one of us have the ability and capacity to do that. It's not difficult. There's just a little bit to learn. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. And you know, I'm one of those people that was the belief that anything about money is a struggle. That's where I came from too. So I'm right there too. So thank you so much. I appreciate you. I appreciate your time. Grateful and if you have anything else last to say, any tidbits, any little pieces of, I don't know, wisdom, you can go say that. Do you have anything here? Yeah, I just say, I just really want to inspire anybody just to get curious about their money and want to want to change their relationship. Perfect. Thank you. And we will see you in the next uh, I was going to say the next video, but the next podcast. <laughs> Excellent. Okay. Thank you, everyone. <laughs> My hope is that you walked away with something today that has opened your mind, your heart, or both. Listening to new perspectives not only help you grow and expand, but it helps humanity as a whole. So if you have someone that you feel would benefit from this podcast and you feel that you want to share, please do. 
Also, would love to connect with you on Instagram, so please follow me at Miranda J. Mitchell. One last thing, if this episode left you with any ahas and insights, take 30 seconds of your time and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. This is the only way I know you are loving the content and connection in this space. And if you want to know more or wondering how we can work together, please go to Miranda-Mitchell.com. Click on the contact in the menu and send me a message. Sending you all love. Till next time.